tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Hello, Dan. Hi, Gary. How's it going, man? Absolutely brilliant. I'm glad to be back. I mean, we uh, thank you to you for being uh, patient with me. We've been having lessons mm. in the whole time that we've had this hiatus. Uh, and thank you to our listeners. I hope you've been enjoying our back catalogue, going over old things. But we want to let you know, we're back. We are. I presume for most, most listeners are probably sitting there thinking... Absent presumed dead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we are back. We have pretty close. Uh, I've got a, three, a two year old now, nearly three year old. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, presumed well, dead. <laughs> they get older and they grow when you feed them and stuff. It's a nightmare. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've been having some exciting times with the band that I'm working in. Got a new bass player. Uh, I've been joining another band, playing a load of slide stuff. So, it's, it's been exciting times musically. And I'm really enjoying getting out there and gigging. You know, we started about a year ago with that and just haven't stopped. And it's been a really exciting year for music. Yeah, fair play, Dan. I, I heard a lot of, um, during lockdown as well, you spent quite a lot of time uh, producing music, didn't you? So I did. I feared COVID may go on. Then what do we do? Mm. Um, so I, I made an album. How many? I made one album, and then there's an additional <laughs> six or seven tracks. So I sort of started in Bart on album two, and then teaching, and also playing took over a little bit. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's some tracks. It's on Spotify if you want to listen to my album under Dan Davies. The album is called Flight. Um, oh, definitely so have a listen. Everybody. Have a listen. Yeah, eleven tracks there. With Pure rock and roll. It's uh, a <laughs> like concept album, isn't it? But we're also really excited as well because um, we have had some contacts from the amazing website Truefire. And so mm. watch this space. But hopefully they will keep us producing what we hope you enjoy. And uh, we hope you carry on listening. Yeah, it could be so exciting times ahead. So we're, we're embarking on that and uh, we're going to see how we can sort of uh, work together and support each other and uh, see how we go with that. We've discussed one way that we might be able to release a few more tracks uh, is maybe to make those uh, tracks just a little bit shorter. So the lessons slightly more shorter than we have done in the past. Uh, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, an EP as opposed to an album. <laughs> That's right. What have you got planned for me today, Dan? Well, I thought long and hard about this, especially after our recent discussions, and I thought, what what would be a really good way of, of sort of launching ourselves again with a fresh podcast? Because we got into some pretty deep subjects last time. Yeah. You know, over the couple of years that we were, or more that we were doing those podcasts and video lessons, we covered a lot of ground, you know, and hopefully some ground that people didn't really talk about so much. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to look at, what I thought would be beneficial, hopefully for you and for other people, a bit of a refresher, if anything, is aimed at a certain group of guitar players, of which there are many. Yes. And this is really like the weekend 
is aimed at the weekend hobbyist. The guy who's been playing maybe quite a while. He, maybe he plays with a band. He can play the parts that are tabbed out. Yeah, he's got an okay ear. You know, if he has to play a solo that stretches himself, you know, maybe with a bit of work, he can do it. But really, when it comes to creativity, perhaps they're stuck in that pentatonic box. Yes, you often hear that pentatonic box, don't you? That's it. And I know we've talked about this before, but obviously, if you have position one in the lower and higher octave, that for many people is is where they live, that and the blues scale. But I just wanted to show in a a kind of a a gentle way, rather than a, a sort of a an over-noty, slavish fashion, how we can maybe change it up a little bit and just give ourselves a few more options to play. Now, I know you know some of this stuff already, so some of this is just for our benefit, but the majority of this really is is for those guys who are in a band. Maybe they feel a bit landlocked by what they've got to offer and they want to stretch out a little bit. Nice. Let's, Let's go. Thank you. Okay. Sounds good. Do you have a key of preference, sir? Not really A minor, E minor, D minor, B minor, something like that. (laughs) They're all fair game, aren't they? Uh, Let's start with E minor, minor, the guitarist's favourite key. E minor. If I had a quid, here it comes. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who's heard us often enough will know that this is my catchphrase. If I had a quid for the amount of times people just strike an E minor chord, that's my favourite chord that is. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully it's also your favourite key multi-millionaires <laughs> so what we're going to do we're going to start with the pentatonic scale we know this pentatonic and blues let's just refresh our memory um, we've got it down the bottom here we'll look at position 1 to start with obviously from the low thick E string it goes open then 3rd and for the next three strings A, D, G, it goes open and second. And then open and third for the top two. If we want to mirror that 12 frets up, so that we've got the octave position, we're going to go 12 and 15 on the thickest E string. 12 and 14 on the next three, A, D and G. Twelve and fifteen on the top two. If we want to change this up from being the pentatonic scale to the blues scale, we simply add in a B flat. Yep. So for us, this means that on the A string, instead of going open and second, we'll go open first second like this. open, second, third on the G. Take that up an octave, that means instead of going 12 and 14 on the A, we're going to go 12, 13, 14. And 12, 14, 15 on the G. Okay. So we're sandwiching the B flat on the A string and we're the B flat's at the top on the on the G string. Yeah, in between the B and the A. That's the only defining note which separates that from the pentatonic. You know, that's it, just adding in the B flat. But because we're working in a couple of different octaves and then the patterns are in a couple of different octaves, 
those B flats are occurring in a couple of different places. Okay. So a lot of people get locked in these patterns. It's understandable. They're very easy to use. There's lots of good licks. They fall under the fingers nicely. There's a degree of sort of symmetricalness to the A, D, and G strings, and then the other three. So it's understandable. It's very easy to get your fingers around it. But what if you want to change it up a little bit? What can you use? Now, this is where a lot of people kind of get a little bit stuck. Yeah. Because either they'll get involved with modes. Yeah. And could well be scratching their head over that one. That's a thing for another day. Mm. Or they just sort of like, oh, I'll just stay where I am. Yeah. But let's think about this with a logical hat on. How many notes in the pentatonic? The clue is in the name, <laughs> yeah. people. Is it? Is that four, Dan? <laughs> That's one, Gary. He's a teacher. I'm in the wrong job. Yeah, I, 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 definitely five and Massive, six in the blues. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Anyway. So <laughs> stick my neck on the line there for a cheap laugh. <laughs> so pentatonic be five. Add in the blues note. That's six. Yeah. A normal diatonic scale. Our major and minors would fall into those categories. Have seven notes. Yep. So far from being overcomplicated, they're not actually that far out of reach. We're only missing a couple of notes. Yep. But it's then obviously how to deploy them against the chords that we're playing. Yep. So the first thing we're going to look at is a neutral note. Yeah. Now, what I mean by that is that if we're playing over a blues, blues might be minor. And yeah. The pentatonic minor scale might work over it. But often we're playing a minor pentatonic scale over a major chord. Yeah. Such is the push and pull of some of the notes technically fitting or technically not. Br bringing true, true Fire in briefly, I did last night check a video on there. Uh, Greg uh, Co, isn't it? Or how do you pronounce his surname? Greg Cock, is it? Oh, like right, Greg Cock, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, no. Yeah, yeah. I was just getting around that issue, so to speak. And he was talking about Jeff Beck. It's a good video. He's mm. like talking about why Jeff Beck's so amazing, why his pentatonic playing was great. And he talked about how he played over the changes better than anyone. Mm. So, you know, this is just sort of fitting in nicely with what you're talking about. Yeah. Cool. I mean, Jeff Jeff Beck's a sort of force of nature, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's one of those guys who's who's just out there on his own, with his own style. He's got his own thing going on. And no one sounds quite like him. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Greg said something like, those players from the 60s, most of them went, ah, oh, I've got my sound, I'll stop there. But Jeff Beck just kept going... How do I get better? How do I get better? <laughs> and just kept going. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, a bit like yourself, maybe. <laughs> but you know. I, I always think that you know, I, I know there's more, and I know if you do a little bit digging, a bit of digging with music, the more you dig, the more you find. Yeah, yeah, you know. So without going too off pat, there, we're going to look at a neutral notes. So let me explain what I mean by by that. I often use very non musical terms. I never went to music college. I just had really great teachers. And did a hell of a lot of snooping of uh, to find my sort of way with music and and figure it out in a way that I understand and then could pass on to other people. Yeah. So when I say a neutral note, what I mean is something that's gonna pretty much fit regardless, unless something really strange happens and we find ourselves playing the pentatonic over something really odd. Yeah. Under normal circumstances, if we're playing over something that is, say, bluesy and uses major chords. So you have... 
that's just like a kind of like blue shuffling E. Yeah. So we've got a major chord, but we've got a minor yeah. sound playing against it. For the G note instead of the G sharp. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I mean if you're not quite, uh, if you haven't kind of done that too much in the way of theory. That's what I'm, I I mean is, is sort of notes, you know, that are going to be able to be shared by this way of playing. And also we might, as an alternative, say get something which is in the true minor key. So we might have E minor, G, A minor, B minor. So your minors, your E, A and B, they're all minor chords. Um, and often in a blues, you might find they're all major chords. Yeah. Now, in those situations, all our notes in our normal pentatonic scale are going to fit perfectly. Yep. So I want to note that I can add in to either of those scenarios. We know we can use the scale in both scenarios. Yep. What else is there? So are you saying that the G... Uh, is not that neutral note because if if you're playing in a major blues kind of fashion, it's going to sound a little bit clashy against them. Well, this the is e the funny or... thing. We all start, it would seem, with I think you're saying the opposite, actually, maybe. We all sort of start with the blues. Yeah. But ironically, it's one of the more tricky things to explain theoretically. The blues has this push and pull whereby we often play notes that, it shouldn't really work with one another. Normally, if you look at major and minor keys, minor yeah. scale, major scale, the chords are derived from the notes in the scale in different combinations. One fits with the other because it's all one pool of notes yeah. and the chords are made from those notes. Happy days. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the most interesting music lies. Now, when you look at the blues... If you look at the blues note, which we talked about, the flattened fifth, the B flat in an E minor pentatonic scale, yeah. making it the blues scale, that's already playing outside the scale. None of the chords have got that in it. Right. Yeah. None okay, of yeah. Them. yeah. 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 Unless you're going to fit a diminished chord or something like that so it's between tension. the A and the B. <laughs> yes. I okay. sandwich one in there on a B flat. You pretty much it's it's it's, it's, it's a it's, deliberate tension. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. It's a flavour. Have you ever heard of it when people kind of cook and you look at like what's gone into their cooking and you go, that doesn't go with that. And there might be a top yeah. chef. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't mean they're necessarily using it like it's the main attraction of that dish. Yeah. They might be using something odd because there's something in that flavour used in a certain mild way yeah. that brings out the flavour in the rest of the dish or whatever it may be. Chocolate and a chilli or something. Chilli and chocolate, yeah. yeah. I mean, they go quite nicely, yeah. Dark orange. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. Sounds <laughs> bad, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, you see you see what I'm saying. So if we, if we view that blues note, it's like a flavour. We feel it shouldn't be there. If we played it on its own... <laughs> Yeah. sound like the Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Right. But what note does work in both of these scenarios is the ninth, or otherwise known as the second, yeah. major second. So what that means is it's two frets higher than the root note. So if you're okay. in E, you've got F, then F sharp. So if we add in F sharp, 
but we're just going to miss out the blues note for the time being. We're getting this. Open the second, third. Open the second, open the second. Now, if you want to keep it real simple, you could miss out the next F sharp. Hmm. But we'll put it in just so it's there, so that people don't go, you're missing the F sharp underneath me. <laughs> so you've got the full fret of the D strings is F sharp. Open G. And second fret. Open B. D. Third fret. Open top E. Second fret. And then you've got the position. Translate that. Up oh, yeah, here. I a bit actually. If we put it up here, I'd probably be inclined to move in the octave the sharp position, down. the F sharp to the, to the G string. So I'd have 12, 14, 15, 14, 15, 14, 15. Sorry, 12, 14, 12, 14. Oh, my goodness. Been a long day. <laughs> 11, 12, 14. And 12, 15. 12, 14, 15. So we get this. Well, I added a note in there. You added a note. We'll talk yeah. about that one later. I added the sixth in, I think. You certainly <laughs> did. Yeah. So what's cool about this is you've got everything by one note that appears in the minor scale. And you've all got you've got kind of all of the money notes. The yeah. ones you can't really go wrong with. Yes. Now when we have a six note scale, we call it a hexitonal scale. Okay. Hexitonal. Hex six. Yeah. It's all good. This is also otherwise known as the pedestrian minor. Now when you get to add this note in what it does for you is it gives you a little bit more that you can turn around in the top. Now, I think we should have a little look at the backing track. Okay. So when I say turn around in the top, so when you get to the top of the scale, you can actually... backing track yep now I'm just picking one off YouTube yep so you know apologies if it's uh, not the best soulful elegant backing jamming E hmm. I'm going to go for an E blues not usually my first choice for backing but this works for what we're doing a rocking blues in E or blues shuffle so I'm going to start off with pentatonic licks Yep. Then I'm going to add in some blues licks. Yep. And then I'm going to add in some without extra note. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. 
on the octave position. So that's just solely in the minor pentatonic. Yep. So over to you, Gary. Ah, 
bit rubbish there. Could now, have done a bit better than that. <laughs> How do you find that, Gary? Sorry. Yeah, all right, mostly. Uh, found that last little bit a bit of a mess, but uh, there we go. <laughs> I'll so, leave it in. <laughs> so what we're going to do by contrast, you, you notice all we've done is added in one note. And yeah. that whole one note, depending on how you play it, changes the vibe quite drastically. Yes. So yeah, yeah definitely. What we're going to do now... A bit more to think about as well while, you, while you're playing, but right. it's not not beyond the realms of possibility. So what we're going to do, we're going to do another track, but this time, rather than being in a major blues, that's like a blues shuffle using E, E7, A, A7 and B7. Yeah. So that shows how that note it fits. There's nothing odd there, and then we can use that blues note. As a flavour. Okay. When we say a flavour, most of the time, what people do is they play through that blues note quite quickly. Yeah. So it becomes a little inflection. Mm. Just something that catches the eye. Yes. Or, in this case, the ear. Rather than like, oh, I'm harping on this note. It can sound quite discordant on purpose. If you ever heard the original um, version of Hurt by the Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I quite like to occasionally just throw it in there like that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's been used to great musical effect. I mean, you think of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, whereas when Johnny Cash covered it, he went C, D, A minor. They went C, D, A minor with the flattened fifth. Yeah. So it jars you. You kind of a note that makes you go, ooh, ouch. Yeah, I love like, both versions, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, kind of like note you might find that kind of idea used in film music. But yeah. I mean it was used on Ace of Spades. Yeah. Got that drop down. Fifth. Flat fifth. Yeah. You notice it's played yeah. through fairly quickly, so we don't go, ooh, that's Trito. That's a bit strange. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix of course. Oh, faulty lady. I was thinking Start of Purple Haze, yeah, that's quite. Yeah, it's all there, isn't it? It used all over the place. Yeah. All over the place. Because it's got this kind of. It's like the notes fighting each other a little bit, but in a good way. Yeah. Now, before we finish, I really want to have a look at a standard track in E minor. And when I say standard, I mean just E minor chords. You know, E minor, A minor, B minor, the chords you'd find in the key of E minor, rather than those major ones from the blues. Yeah, okay. So this really highlights how much more melodic room you've got to move by adding in the one note. We've only looked at positions one and that first position an octave up, but you've got all of the other positions. It's plenty of homework for everyone, including myself, to do, uh, to look at how they all fit together, isn't it? That's right. I'm sure I actually met a guy yesterday who doesn't have a computer or the internet. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I think it was from <laughs> Mars or something. He saw me fiddling around with the pedal board in the back of my car, and he goes, oh, I've got this drum kit at home. I said, well, if you just take some pictures of it and email them to the music shops, they could value it for you. They don't have the internet. Oh dear. Okay, fair oh. enough. Not listening to tune in tone Perhaps up. I should get the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, most, most of us have access to the web. And yeah, if you don't go down the library, it's all there, I'm sure. I'm sure we're speaking to yeah. the converted right now. I think we probably are. <laughs> I, I live in hope. That being the case, you know, 
look on there, check the five positions of the minor pentatonic. I'm sure you don't need me to go through them with you. Yeah. Um, if you've never learned them, check it out. The, right. the pentatonic scale has five positions that interlock like a jigsaw and cover the entire neck. Mm. So if you're like like I was when I was sort of in my early teens and I felt I had these two patterns and, and, and then this massive neck high up and low down that I didn't touch... Mm. And you feel there's these massive patches of neck where you're just not using it. Have a little look at unlocking the neck by looking at those five pentatonic positions and start with the key and go from there. Sure. You know, that's going to greatly help you out. And note where the root notes are. So in this case, the E, two frets above that, you'll find the F sharp. Yeah. And once you do that, you're 97% of the way there to having the minor scale. Sure. And that's for next time. Yeah. But let's see how this hexatonal scale, and actually the blues note, can be added into your playing over a, a minor backing. Okay. And let's see how we go. Thank you, Dan. Got one here on YouTube. It's, it says... Elevated jam tracks is always quite good. Elevated jam yeah. tracks. Which one's that? I think he's quite that good. One. Yeah. Give it a go. I rate him. I'm feeling that. <laughs> Let's do it. Elevator. <laughs> I'm going to use more than these two positions just to open it up a little bit and show you what can be done. some of the big drops so see if I do show you what I mean like okay. uh... <laughs> I 
about that in your plane. Once you've got the scalp really under your fingers, you can really sort of follow it down through the positions and, and continue rhythmically doing that. That's something else I think sometimes separates maybe people with a little bit more knowledge of the fretboard from others. Is try and keep your rhythmic intent. Can you show me what, what you mean? So I, might, I think I know what you mean, but... I might start like this. sort of rhythm a little bit of interplay against the backing track like this kind of thing something that almost sounds like you even if you're improvising it it's pre-done yeah pre you know listeners will too excellent yeah i mean as i say it's a really simple way maybe you know there's plenty of work in here i know in terms of the list but adding that note in is quite a simple way of taking your pentatonic and as you as you heard that's pretty melodic yeah you know we're only missing the c note and that c note isn't going to work exceedingly well over every single chord although technically 
it works. Hmm. It works better over the chords where either the C might be an extension, so maybe over a D could work, hmm. or where the C is included in the chord, such as an A minor yeah, and uh, a C major, for example. Yeah. Okay. But it gives you an extra note to play with. Yeah. Times that by all the positions on the board, and you've just got that. You know, the the, the connections are a little bit tighter hmm. by closing that gap between the E and the G being yeah. a three-fret gap. And that also means that when you do develop these patterns... Everything's fairly close together. Yeah. So you can make those, you can make those leaps quite easily. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Thank you so much, Dan. All right. Well, I hope that's been helpful to... All you weekend warriors out there, <laughs> please let us know your thoughts. And part two will be coming soon. Thanks so much. No worries. Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas, and well informed thoughts about amps, pedals, and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud, or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do. And if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Mm